Welcome to episode nine of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. I'm Ty, available 24 hours a day, except the hours when I'm sleeping or ignoring my phone, on Twitter, at S-E-A-T-J-K, and with me is Chris. What and where are your internet hours, Chris? Um, my internet hours are all the time, especially when I'm on the toilet. <laughs> you and the president have something in common. <laughs> at C.D. Villasenor. Except, you know, I don't tweet on the toilet at 3 a.m. on my gold toilet. Although, if I could have a gold toilet, I would tweet from it all the time, and it would be awesome. He's got that hardcore fast food IBS. <laughs> the Listen, kind of thing man. you wake up at 2.30 hey. in the morning with an urgent need to poop. <laughs> Listen, the guy enjoys some Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm not going to hold that against him. I just not. It makes me wonder if when he travels internationally, if he eats the weird international fast food, because the Kentucky Fried Chicken I had in London was the worst chicken I've ever eaten in my life. Well, that, that might be true, but I was... I was in Hong Kong once, and the longest line for any restaurant I ever saw was the one at Kentucky Fried Chicken. It was out the door, down the stairs, and around the corner. The best best uh, international fast food restaurant I've ever seen is the Hungry Jack in Australia, which is just the Burger King with the Burger King logo, but it's called the Hungry Jack. And I know it's a trademark thing, but it's much funnier to think that it's like a McDowell's situation. It's <laughs> <laughs> just somebody who's like, hey, just uh, just give me that Burger King operations manual and let's just call it Hungry Jacks. But dude, in America, Hungry Jack is biscuits. I know this is we're not we're all, we're not even on our topics yet. And all of a sudden <laughs> we've 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 strayed down a path of fast food. But hey, in America, Hungry Jack is biscuits. Get your burger, Australians, get your burger business out of here. I don't hear about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the two-on-three podcast, we allocate 10 minutes per topic and usually close up with motions and amendments at the end of the show. Interact with us on Twitter at two-on-three-pod or email the show at two-on-three-pod at gmail.com. This week, uh, we're a little schizophrenic, but right on the zeitgeist as we talk uh, your Pyeongchang Olympic update and uh, how it compares to the Summer Olympics. Uh, LeVar Ball, uh, once again, will revisit LeVar and the drama they're in, and uh, he thinks his three kids are going to be on the same NBA team. Uh, can you be a good sports dad? Is it possible? Hard to say. We'll, we'll explore that a little. All right. And then we'll touch on the Academy Awards review for uh, people who haven't seen any of the movies. And Including us. <laughs> I might have seen one or two, perhaps. <laughs> We're going to review the movies and tell you who's going to win without having any sort of prior knowledge of any of the content. And we'll get uh, up close with a penetrating look at the kinds of things that can apparently live in your eyes. Oh. So with that, <laughs> let's get started uh, with the news out of Pyeongchang. Everybody Pyeongchang tonight. Is that, have we worn that joke out yet? Like <laughs> it's you, the did, whole... you said it once and it's, it's already pretty dead. So I think, <laughs> I think you wore it out just now. I, was, I can't take it. Anyway, the uh, I can't not say everybody Pyeongchang tonight it's just it's terrible that's a well, terrible thing and it's a, you know it's a soft a so it's even better because it's it is Pyeongchang Chong. <laughs> yes. my korean my korean only goes as far as kalbi oh i learned it from mina kimes today on the oh, internets oh yeah yeah well she learning yep summer and winter i'm enjoying this winter olympics i know it's only been on for like not even a week yet and i'm enjoying the holy moly out of it i think i've been, i'm enjoying it more than i enjoy the summer games Really? And, yeah, here's the deal. That's quite something. Now, now That's somebody, quite a bold statement. So here's the thing. Somebody said, and I, I don't know, so if you said it or printed it or whatever, I'll give you, I give you credit that it's not my saying. But someone said, it's just a bunch of people slipping and sliding around on snow and ice trying not to fall. Every event. 
is essentially that. Sure. Yeah, it's winter. <laughs> and I think that and I think that's what I like about it. I think I like it thematically that it's it's much more centered, right, around this whole idea that we've got snow, we've got ice, and we're doing something with that. Like, you know, the summer games is like there's running and there's wrestling and there's basketball and there's archery and there's shooting and there's horseback riding and there's all this other stuff. But the thing I like about the winter games is it's tight. There's not as many events, so you don't have to watch like 37 channels of Xfinity to like catch Greco-Roman wrestling if you even gave a rip about it. It feels like everything is, has more urgency because you're seeing more of the events and you're seeing because you don't have to chase them. There's there's only four events on every night anyway, so it's terrific. So you get to see all four of them, and 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 it has like it has focus, not like the summer games. What about the fact that it's cheapened a little bit by the fact cheapened probably the wrong word. I guess when I think about summer Olympics, while it has expanded to absurd degrees at this point, um, track and field uh, as as an Olympic event is sort of the kind of the ultimate test of the tool-free human body. Whereas the winter games all require some kind of apparatus. Yeah, you got you got to have gear. You got to have some gear in the winter games, which maybe is what I like about it. But you're right. I think track and field is the ultimate Olympic sport. Right. It is the human it is human powered everything. I can run faster than this person. I can throw this thing farther than you. I yo, I like that. I mean that I think I think you're right. It is the best of the Olympics. But as far as a games in total, I'm enjoying I enjoy the winter games because it's easier to follow and it has I don't know, maybe gear has something to do with it. Maybe I like that part of it. Is it uh you just know? a merch whore, you just want to get it it's like I want to feel <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's part of the game, right? It's like uh you know, do you have a, do you have a roots do you have a Canadian <laughs> Olympic team roots jacket? Dude, <laughs> I wish. I, I wanted that roots jacket from like eighty eight. There was like this awesome roots jacket from like or the early nineties that was just awesome. But um <laughs> but maybe that's you know, it's sort of like that NASCAR thing, right? That's the team behind the team. Like there's there's somebody back there. You know, I think Sean White even mentioned the guy during qualifying. He's like, uh, my board tech said he did a little something, put a little something extra in the board to make it go faster, because he had to do I don't know back to back fourteen forties. I don't even, I can't even do the math on fourteen forty, but the uh, he's like, yeah, and it went faster. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. It's like a little, uh, you know, a little sort of, it's it's a little more team sporty. Sure. But but I like it. I like I like the fact that. Uh, I like it. plus I never see these events, right? I, right? I watch these events once every four years. I don't even I don't watch the X Games. I don't watch any of those other things unless I just <laughs> well, I, I can't to... turn off like World Cup skiing fast enough when I land on it. <laughs> I'm flipping around the dial. It's like what? There's ski racing. I don't want to watch this at all. <laughs> NBCSN's got some uh, World Cup whatnot going on. Like some some foreign dude from who knows where from Austria. It's just I I just don't care. Like I don't know because you don't know anybody, right? And it's you barely know the Americans, and you only know them in the run up to the Olympics. So it's just it's it's not something that it seems like it matters at the time. I'm sure yeah. that anybody who cares about it is probably can't wait to drag me. But uh, just outside of the Olympics, I'm not interested in winter sports. I guess I'm not going to watch like some World Cup bobsledding. No, God no, no or World Cup luge or any of that stuff. It's like. World Cup skiing, maybe if it's like downhill, because I just love the fact that those people just go buck wild down the hill, but only hoping they'll crash. Right? But I will watch X Games, snow like winter events. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, what are they especially gonna, like the snowmobiling. I was, I was just going to say that. When are they going to jam some snowmobiling into this freaking uh, Winter Games? Because that would be some that would be some serious business right there. Yeah, once you're including curling, there's no real argument for any other winter sport or argument against including any other winter sport. It's like at that point you're basically like this is the biggest you know bar, macro bar game on ice is what you brought to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, so ice, ice shuffleboard. You're not down with ice shuffle. It is. I love big... curling. It's and it's fun to play. You you've curled. I have curled. Really? Yes, at the Granite Curling Club in North what? Seattle. Really? There's a curl. I don't think I can. I don't think I can do the lunge. It's not as hard as it looks, as long as you have decent balance. Yeah, I don't know. It looks it looks pretty hard to me. I didn't know you curl. That's that's interesting. So a couple of times. Yeah. So you have you get they give you a slidey shoe. Yeah. Yeah. You put it on over the top of your your regular shoe. It's like just a silicone slipper. Oh yeah. Yeah. And and you didn't fall on your ass. Not really. You and you broomed and everything. Yeah. Wow. Can we go? I don't see why not. <laughs> There's casual days. I think it's on like a Sunday morning, something like that. Sunday, yeah. Casual curling day, 8.05 to yeah. 8.38. Oh, you got to get that. You got to know that ice time. It's 4 a.m. Casual curling. <laughs> it's 4 a.m. We got to be there. <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't think I can do the lunge. Did you lunge with your right foot forward or your left foot forward? Left foot forward. Left foot forward. Pushed off with my dominant leg. Huh. All right, you got me. I think we got to go. We're going to have yeah. to go. We're and then I held curl. the broom in my left hand and threw the stone. I'm totally going right. to fall. I'm going to totally fall on my ass with that slippery shoe deal, though. I like being the skip, too. On! Off! <laughs> off! 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 <laughs> As an aside, tangentially, I did watch the national, like, cornhole championships the other night. I think you mentioned this. Dude. Because you're talking about it was like uh, a it was dream so, crushing experience for you. It, it was so awesome. Anyway, but that should go in the summer games if curling goes in the Olympics. Sure. Yeah. Okay, and, so. <laughs> and we need some snowmobiles because I need rednecks. I mean, I need like serious rednecks to show up at like Innsbruck yeah. in a, with a snowmobile and like a monster energy hat. What else could just, you? What else is missing? Just, Any other winter activities? And just, and just tear it up. Just go like doing backflips and shit. That would be. That would be that would make my Olympic my Winter Olympic experience complete. How about like a snowshoe marathon? Why isn't snowshoeing in the? Yeah, I'd like to the, see some snowshoeing because this like, shit is hard. You know, here's what I here's what I like about the snowshoeing idea. You can make snowshoeing happen over much more difficult terrain. Yeah, and I think that that's that might be a, that's a that's probably the biggest argument against the Winter Games is that everything is like very groomed, right? Everything yes. is everything is groomed to the nth degree. But there's no, like, I need to do some shit in the wild. Like, there should be. There should be some ice climbing. There should be There should be some ice climbing. Some or mountaineering. Should, or there should be, like, yeah, there should be, like, people put on these snowshoes in a backpack and you have two days to get across this mountain. And we're going to, like, find, we're going we're to, like, send a camera crew to, like, to film this thing or something. That's available to you. It's on the uh, the, the Real World Road Rules Challenge, <laughs> the final, if you want to watch this sport that you're talking about. The final really? of that show is always, like, a two-day mountain climbing, like, crazy marathon and then stop with, like, a, you know, Fear Factor puke station or you've got to eat all this disgusting food. Oh. I think the Winter Olympics should have all this. I think we should have track and winter track and field. Just all the track and field stuff is just in the cold. You have to well, do it in the snow. They kind of have it. It's, well, it's only it's just called it's just called cross country skiing. But I like the I like more of a wild like a, a wild event. 
where the terrain is unpredictable. I like the I like the snowshoeing thing where you have to ford a river and you know fight off hypothermia or some shit like that. That would be that would be killer. <laughs> <laughs> So the Revenant is what you're with the right. Revenant Olympic first, Games edition. First, first, you have to fight a bear, <laughs> and then you have to run across a river, and then and then make it all the way back to the fort. And then before, you have to kill a man be, and, before being and, shot by Tom Hardy, <laughs> and then Tom Hardy shows up and shoots you. See, exact your vengeance on the man who left you to die. Right. See, I I, I think you're on to something. I think you're on to something, but. Anyway, that would only make it, like I said, it would only make it that much better. And I'm already, in, I can't imagine I'm going to enjoy the next summer games as much as I'm enjoying, enjoying uh, Pyeongchang. Well, I'll tell you, I've seen some clean ass half pipe runs. I like, I've never seen these dudes look like not just dudes. Chloe Kim too, like amazing robot. Like what? What the hell happened to snowboarding? Like it is out of control. It is. I don't even know what's next. Yeah, I, it's I, I don't it, it, uh, Chloe Kim and Sean White's runs uh, were the cleanest, biggest runs I've ever seen. Like there were runs that like uh, tricks that that Sean White landed that it didn't even look like it was any, there was any impact to his landing. It was so perfect. Right. I t- like, I told my kids I told my kids to soak this up because this is the best snowboarding that's ever happened ever in the history of ever. <laughs> so far. Yeah. Enjoy um, it. All right, moving on. So you wanted to talk about LeVar Ball. Uh, I don't know what the st- what stage you wanted to set, but I wanted to at least bring up the fact that so he LeVar back in the news for saying that Lonzo is not going to sign a free agent contract when he becomes a free agent. I don't know that we need to be worried about that quite yet, uh, but he would go to whatever team will sign uh, Mellow and Jello, as they're called. <laughs> which, is, and, wait, which is the older one? Which is the younger? Which is the younger? LaMelo one? is the older one. And leangelo is the younger one maybe now i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> why are you asking me why are you i don't me know i don't i don't know i was, i didn't know i don't know who the when, i think jello's the one who stole shit in china and mellow is the youngest one with the with the odell beckham hair okay that's that's right yes that's right, Le- All right. so Le- so jello is the most uh anonymous one yes well he's the he's the thief <laughs> well, Melo had the like the the rigged eighty four point game in high school or whatever. Yeah, if you if you like a year ago. Yeah, so I think the reason I wanted to bring this up because it's funny because when you have kids who compete in sports, well, hold on, hold on, I didn't what? finish the fact that he says he, Lonzo is going to sign wherever all three of them are uh, going to sign. And whatever. First of all, those other two kids are not NBA quality players. Well, you don't have to be. I mean, there've been brothers that got signed for. For being like, I mean, nepotism exists. I mean, oh, if sure. you wanted Look to sign, bronze buddies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you wanted to, if you wanted to, I mean, if he was unbelievably good, I mean, you'd sign one of his brothers to like put a suit on and sit at the end of the bench and like hang out. Didn't the Knicks uh, sign J.R. Smith? Smith, yeah, a few years back. Yeah, and I think uh, and and Dragic, one of the younger Dragic brother, got signed once to like the Heat. And okay. so I don't even know. I don't even remember his name. It was like something like Sauron. <laughs> Sauron. His name is Sauron Dragic or something like that. Anyway, yeah, Chris Smith got a two million dollar D league contract in 2013. Yeah, I mean, so right. I, so it's not a, not without precedent. There's, sure. Yeah, there's a precedent out there, and 
you know, I mean, Sorry. Doc Rivers' kid got signed to like a forty million dollar deal by his dad. So I mean, <laughs> so anything's really possible. But but what it comes down to is like bad sports dad behavior. And I think that I think I'm trying to be. There's always this delicate balance, and I feel like not so much with golf with with Lucy, who's my oldest. She uh, she's only twelve or thirteen, and I you know the golf thing doesn't bother me. Do you know? Like, yeah, she's like twelve or thirteen. She's gonna be <laughs> one of those. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, she. Uh, it's funny because I don't get fired up over the one thing I only get fired up about is rec league soccer, and she's like she's a good defender. She is like an elite rec defender. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like sometimes when I catch her like loafing off like not being in a good position and stuff but i like i just want to whack on that glass and yell at her for for no i don't know why i just like i was like get your head in the game like i don't for some odd reason i have an irrational like want to yell at her during soccer which is rec league and she doesn't and she plays it like three months a year she plays two sessions like once in the like late winter and then now all the way through probably early early mid early march and then her season's over but for some odd reason i just get pissed off at the at the at the like the sport she's really good at which is golf i don't get mad at all at anything but for some odd reason man that soccer just i just want to pound the glass and yell at her it's like you know Get in the right position or whatever. I just it drives me nuts, and I don't know why. Well, I, I, I think you probably want her to take it as seriously as you feel like she should be, and she probably just doesn't care. No, I think she cares. I just think that you know, I and in trying to sort of be introspective about it, there's something about playing a team sport. Yeah. Where you owe something to the team. Yeah. And I think that's the part where that's the part that that because my kids don't play team sports regularly, it's the only team sport she plays, that for some odd reason I think I, I'm trying to get all the lessons of team sports jam-packed into this, like, sure. t- three months, this three months every year where I'm just like, you know, these people are counting on you, and if you're screwing around, or if you're in the wrong position, you're costing your team goals, <laughs> you know? They win a lot, I mean, which is funny, but... Um, it's uh, I don't know what the deal is. I just ha- I do. I'm just irrational about it. It's definitely got to be about that because I'm I'm that way. I guess about pretty much everything. Which is don't be, <laughs> you know, don't put yourself in a position where you're putting people out. Just don't be you know, don't be an asshole, right? And if you're, I remember uh, getting into it with dudes in college when we were playing like intramural sports, and I was like, I wasn't you know being crazy intense or anything. I just all I want to do is take it seriously enough so we have a chance to win, right? right. It's like. Don't loaf to the point where it's like, why are we even here? Because that's the that's where I start to get frustrated. It's like, you're you know you're wasting my time. And I remember getting frustrated with guys like, oh yeah, taking it freaking out, taking it all seriously, bro. I'm like, no man, I just I want to have fun, and the com- the competition is the fun part. If you're out here just to like, why are you here, right? If you don't you want to take it seriously enough even to give it a real effort then why even bother to come out and i think that you know you probably that that's subconscious and conscious for you where you're just like hey these other people are counting on you and i don't want you to be i don't want them you i don't want them to be making judgments about you or my parenting style because of your (laughs) loafing on the do you you think it's that self? it might be that's funny it might be that self-centered right it's like Like, yeah subconsciously you're just like 
you, you need to get out there and work hard. I mean, you don't have to be good. Because she doesn't practice. I mean, like, the girls on her team, they're not soccer players. They, right. they come together. They play rec league. They've been playing on this same rec league team for five years. A couple of the girls, I think, play additionally, but most of them don't. Mm-hmm. And, um, but like I said, it's just like, if I guess it's an effort thing. Just get out there and bust your ass. And you don't have to be good. And I don't know. I guess I guess it's the same thing with, you know, <laughs> with... I guess the last thing I played was softball, and it's the same thing, right? You don't have to be good, but right. you got to try, right? Yeah. yeah, you have to be. You have to be. You have to. You have to be showing people that you're trying, <laughs> right? And like, don't come late. Yeah, right? it's a huge pain in the ass for everybody else who's got here, who got here on time. It's just disrespectful. <laughs> but, but I think but, that's probably the bottom line. Is you know, I, I took uh, the oldest to the driving range the other day when it was sunny. I was like, hey, do you want to go um, hit some balls? And I think she was more interested in putting. Uh, just because we've been doing it a lot in the house um, in the winter. And uh, at this particular range, you have to walk by the putting green to get to where the range is. And so as we're walking by the putting green, she's like, well, I want to do this. And I'm like, okay, we will. But, you know, let's, let's go hit some balls first and we'll come back. Especially because it was busy. There's a lot of people getting ready to go play. And I knew it would clear out by the time we were done hitting balls. But then so we get up there and she just like burns through the balls as fast as she possibly can without taking even a moment to try to even get, you know, hit a good shot. And I don't really care, whatever, do what you But then it's like, she's pushing me to hurry up and be finished with what I'm doing. So it's basically the worst practice session of my life. And then also <laughs> I'm dealing with like, you know, there's other people there and nobody wants you talking and being loud. And she's like singing and, you know, <laughs> hopping around. And I'm like, Look, if you're finished, just sit down. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny thing about the driving range, which is to say that if there are other kids there, it's completely different than when there are no kids there. Yes. Like when there are no kids there, it's a little bit sort of like church. Like you gotta yeah. you go, you're respectful, you get through your practice, you have some purpose, and then you leave, right? Without interrupt you have to have purpose without interrupting a bunch of other people i've kind of thrown that away a little bit in that you you have to find a place for your kids to have fun yeah because if the golf is no fun they're never going to play yeah no i just go down to the very end you go down to the end and you light it off or you invent some games yeah for them or you just do whatever it takes i mean i just i break the rules all the time i'm always like i'm the guy who like grabs one of those buckets and like walks in it like 10 paces out onto the driving range. Oh, absolutely. We, Walk out and of then the range. We, and then we play, and then we play like chip this in the bucket. And then we like play for, you know, make bets. I've lost so many bets. I've, I've lost so much Jamba juice and, <laughs> and smoothies. And like, it's, you know, but that's what, you know, you got to keep it fun for them. And so to make it, to make their experience, like whenever they go, it's like, I don't know, sometimes like, I think they're, some years ago, like sometimes I just wanted to be like, okay, kids, you need to shush and whatnot. But nowadays, I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. It's not like any of those people are playing in the Masters. That's you true. know what I mean? It's like, it's the guy who's sizzling like Shanks, like Hosel Shanks, two two bays down from you. It doesn't care if your kids. It makes no difference that your kids are, are are wilding just a little bit. But if they're playing and they're having fun and they're hitting the golf ball, I'm pretty much cool with whatever your kid's doing. As long as your kid isn't just like howling for no reason. If they hit a golf ball and if they hit a good one and then they decide they want to cheer and run around. Oh, that's fine. I'm all for happy sounds. Yeah, totally fine. But it's when she was just like dancing around. (laughs) Like she's being obnoxious for obnoxiousness sake. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, well, here's here's my other here's my other advice on the golf thing. It's like don't take your kids to the to driving range if your intention is for yourself to practice. <laughs> Because that ain't happening. You're yeah, never sometimes gonna... it can. Sometimes I can work it out if I can get her invested in it. I can at least hit a few. You know what I mean? But yeah, I was, I was, I went there because I wanted to hit balls. And people probably already think I'm an asshole anyway because I wear headphones a lot when I go alone. Oh. And so I don't like. It's not like aggressive histrionics, but you know, I'll hit like six or seven real good shots, and then I'll like just take some shit swing, and I'll just be like, "What are you doing?" I'm probably it. muttering to myself <laughs> that I can't hear, but other people around me can hear. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're okay. that guy you're that guy a little bit, a little bit all right <laughs> all right um so up next we'll look at the academy awards uh take a look at the oscar nominations and i don't know how did you, did you have an approach angle here that you wanted to hit on basically i've seen none of these movies <laughs> and yet oh, I, I take it back i have seen one of these movies but just one what i I've only seen. I will tell you which one here. I saw Get right. Out because it's okay. on HBO. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only movie I see, and yet I'm pretty much willing to to bet that I can probably go fifty percent on like the big eight, the big eight categories. All right. So I have seen of these movies. Why don't we just go through the nominees? Why don't I? Right. You want to? Do you want? I can read the nominees and then you can make your picks. Is that how you want to do it? No, let's just yeah, let's just start with like actor in a leading role. Okay. So uh Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> call me by your name. <laughs> call my name, call my name. Is that the is that the the, the Destiny's Child? It's funny that you say that because as my wife was sitting at the desk uh, paying some bills the other day. I don't know with a with a pen. I guess I, I don't know how that works. Um, but I started singing bills, bills, bills. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. I've seen that one. Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. And Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel Esquire. All right. So I did see Get Out. Here's the deal. Daniel Day-Lewis said this is his last movie. He's totally winning. Do you believe that? Do you think he's really done? I think he's really done. He's the kind of guy who would say, I'm done and be done. Gary Oldman, though, probably should win. Because when you play like when you convincingly play historical figures in a in a high profile movie like this and like transform yourself, um, you should win. But and I like Gary Oldman and he just definitely deserves an Oscar. But Daniel Day Lewis, because of uh, who he is and the fact that he's hanging it up, is going to win Best Actor. You know what I like about Gary Oldman? Is that he's not above hamming it up in some like B level fare. Dude, his <laughs> Emilio Zorg in the Fifth Element exactly is maybe <laughs> one of the best. It's like that whole speech he gives, like in his office, yeah. before he's like, "Look at all these things with so much purpose and so much." He's like some the weird crazy accent, yeah. yeah, like some weird Southern Zor. Like, oh my god, that that whole bit is so awesome. He deserves an Academy Award for that. I am very disappointed. <laughs> And all the old Zorg Goldies, but Goldies. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm writing down your your picks so we can review them. I always forget to to write right. them down. Okay. All right. So lead actress Sally Hawkins in the Fish Sex movie. Uh, sorry, that's called The Shape of Water. Yeah. Frances McDormand in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Snooze. Yeah. No thanks. Margot Rob- uh, Rob- Is it Robbie or is it Roby? Is it Robbie? Robbie. Robbie. And mm-hmm. I Tanya. 
Saoirse Ronan and Lady Bird. Nice pronunciation on the Saoirse. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that one. Good with S- you. Saoirse? Saoirse. Meryl Streep, The Post. Damn it. Meryl Streep, is she going to win again? Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Margot Robbie. Everybody is, you know, she's hot. Let's be clear. <laughs> let's, let's... <laughs> she's, she's right up there in the gold standard area. Right, right. So, I mean, she probably, and, and it's often overlooked, and I swear, why doesn't anybody mention the fact that Margot Robbie and Jamie Presley look exactly the same? No. Are you crazy? They look the, every time I see Mar. She's like, well, I mean, obviously, obviously, Jamie Presley is the down the southern down home whiskey tango version of Margot Robbie, but they are two sides of the same coin. Margot Robbie's the Australian f- foreign version of Jamie Presley, which, and then you have Jamie Presley, who is like, like I said, living in a trailer park version of Margot Robbie. They are the same. You should look at the pictures. I guess it's I'm more similar. Wrong. It's more similar than I realized. Um and, but and see people it... don't want to admit this. People don't want to admit to this because they just don't. But I do. The first time I saw Margot Robbie I said, Oh my god, that woman looks just like Jamie Presley. Was Jamie Presley ever young? <laughs> <laughs> no. But that was that's the whole point of being Jamie Presley. She's always been a thirty year old White trash, alcoholic, smoking girl. Yeah, so which you is, definitely have to find the certain appeal. angles. There's definitely significant differences, but I know what you're getting. I, get, I hear where you're coming from. Yeah. We're wasting a lot of time on this. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, we're not wasting time. These are important issues. <laughs> Do you have a pick? Saoirse Ronan. I like, I always like Saoirse Ronan. Everything she's been in, she's been good. Yeah, I thought I for some reason I recorded like a year ago Brooklyn and I never thought I'd watch it and I like just put it on one night. I that's was a like, good it, movie. It was very good and she's and very poor, entertaining. And poor General Hux gets totally shafted in that movie. <laughs> that's his. Yeah. That's his no, lot in life. No wonder he's so pissed running the First Order because Sersha totally like dumps his punk ass for no reason. He was totally nice. Meryl Streep's gonna win. God damn it! All, All right. right, there we go. Stupid Oscar bait. All right, let's skip to Best Picture. We'll come back to supporting if we have time. Um, right. So Best Picture, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk. That's the other one I've seen. Oh, yeah, Get Out, Dunkirk. Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. <sighs> What's Three Billboards even about? So there's like somebody has been wronged in some way and the, cops, <laughs> the government's not taking it seriously enough. So the, whether it's the police or whatnot. So the mom takes out like, these are the facts of the case. Why is there still no investigation? And she won't stop. Got it. And then hijinks. People hijinks ensue. <laughs> yeah. Are they going to say the name of the correct movie this year when they, when they award it? Yeah. I think that they, if that ever happens again, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna they're gonna take way too they're gonna take wow I'm gonna make it just a terrible this is the immediate thought that popped into my head they're gonna make more of an effort to make sure we don't do that than some more people are gonna get shot tomorrow <laughs> sorry <laughs> I just couldn't had to get that thought out I wasn't I wasn't trying to make it <laughs> but you're right it's just that's the truth but that's it's just the truth it's just the truth of it all right I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say the post. 
You think the Post is going to win? I don't know. It's it's got it's like it's the Oscar baitiest of all the Oscar baitiest movies I've ever seen in my whole life. I didn't see the movie, but it's got Streep and Hanks. And it's directed by Spielberg. I mean, and it's about like the, it's about sticking it to the government. Yeah, I, I mean, think this Phantom is... Thread's going to win just to make sure that it's another Oscar winning movie that stars Daniel Day Lewis that I'm never going to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever watch there? <laughs> did you ever watch? Did you ever watch There Will Be Blood though? Of course. Of oh course. man, that, that's a good movie. That, well, that's the same crew, right? That's uh, Paul Thomas Anderson and the whole. That's true. So yeah, bit. you're right. PTA is, is he he gets me out to the theater. I'm, well, so, you know, the home theater. The home theater. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, <laughs> Jesus, I'm not paying money to go no. see the dark theater to watch that movie. I saw Get Out in the theater. You did? Well, yeah. Good for you. I, yeah, I don't. I only go to, unless there's like somebody with a cape flying around. I do not go to the movie theater. It's just, it's just <laughs> not, not really, not really happening for me. I find that life. I, I let Twitter have a much, a very outsized influence on my life. Like if things are being talked about to the point where I'm unable to avoid it online, I'm like, all right, well, I got to go consume this media so that I can stop <laughs> avoiding it on the internet. You're being bullied by the Twitter machine. It's voluntary though. Voluntary bullying. Yeah, it's kind of like a dominatrix sub uh, relationship. <laughs> I go, I go to it to get uh, to be abused by it. Yes. Yeah, I hear you. All right, director. Director. Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan. Get Out, Jordan Peele. Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig. Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson. The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. There's here's the thing about it. There's so much. There's so much talk about how they were gonna hose over. Jordan Peele mm-hmm. that I think he wins like Hollywood's just in that right it's like we would like an African American guy to win best director because because it's it's, it's it seems like socially the thing to do not that he doesn't deserve it mm-hmm. but I'm just thinking if you look at this list um, it, it's the, his his name stands out I can't disagree with your rationale there. Um, I think that it should be Christopher Nolan because uh, having seen Dunkirk, and uh, this is not a new opinion if you follow me on Twitter, but I did warn you when we started the show that I'd be stepping on myself. So <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. No big deal. Um, Dunkirk was actually almost boring. It's the pacing, the editing, and the direction that make it work. Like, what happens is not that interesting, and really not that much actually occurs. They're just, it's put together in such a way that it creates a very entertaining experience. Even though, again, not really very much happens. Yeah, but no one's not. They're not going to give no one. If they, if, you know, if you're not going to give no one the Academy Award for The Dark Knight, you're not going to give it to him for Dunkirk. Well, and, best sound editing then. Well, d- d- definitely, <laughs> that's definitely happening. I think, I think there's, I think there's, uh, I think the, uh, I think there's some things lining up for Jordan Peele. I think, the, I think he's going to get it. All right. Well, we're going to buzz through here. Um, Let's buzz through a supporting actor and actress. Just so you can right. make a pick. All right, All right, supporting actor Willem Dafoe, Florida Project, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards, which Richard Jenkins, Rich, uh, Richard Jenkins, the late Richard Jenkins, right? Did he die? I think so. Oh man, Richard um, Jenkins is an awesome actor. Yeah, The Shape of Water, uh, Christopher Plummer. Or sorry, no, I got totally screwed up here. So yeah, I was busy with distracting myself with Jenkins and 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 screwed myself up. So sorry, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, where he replaced Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Sam Rockwell, three billboards. 
Wouldn't that be wouldn't that be the shit if Christopher Plummer <laughs> won Best Supporting Actor after replacing Kevin Spacey in a sex in a sexual weirdo <laughs> sex scandal? I'm on for Plummer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just so to, just I don't know have... why I thought Richard Jenkins had died, and I'm really sorry to Richard no, Jenkins. He's not Richard, dead. Richard Jenkins is an awesome actor. Sam Rockwell is always awesome. All the time. Yes. Um, this is a, these are good. I like all five of these guys. All five of these guys are terrific. And um, I think Christopher Plummer gets it just because I think we're sending a message that that's that you sexual harassers will not be will not will not prosper in this in this uh, in this world. I could see that. Uh, did you uh, have you seen the way way back? The way way back. Yeah. Oh, no, no. You ta- I think you talked about it once, but I never saw it. OK. It's a, it's a Rockwell tour de force doing his, you know, cause Rockwell's sort of like always the same guy. Yeah. He's always that skeevy seventies kind of guy. Yeah. So it's just like that. Only he's on like a, on like 12 on the double. <laughs> so it's really entertaining. Is there a lot of like him dancing and smoking? Yeah. 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 And, yeah, and spouting like new age bullshit. Yeah. That's what it, he's best. That's yeah, yeah. It. <laughs> he's, he's always terrific. All right. Supporting actress, Mary J. Blige, Mudbound. Allison Wait, Janney, Mary J. Blige? I, yeah. Alice nice. and Janney, I, Tanya. You can go watch Mudbound as soon as we get off the line here. It's on Netflix. No. Uh, so Alice and Janney, I, Tanya, Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. This is, this is, I have no idea. This is a, um, I like Alice and Janney. That's my pick as well. I like her. I just like Alice and Janney. She's always good. She's like, she's good. Every time she shows up, she's good. She's good on TV. Like, she's good, uh. Like when she's in interviews and stuff like that, she's always seems like she's she seems like she's pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. Also, she's like six foot eight. <laughs> so I think they, I think so. I'm going with the tallest. I'm picking the tallest of the the uh, the su- best supporting actresses. Well, we're into the epilogue anyway. So, did you have anything else? Any other Oscar uh, observations you wanted to touch on? No, I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't get excited about Kimmel. Um, I don't He's know. Fine. I, the whole Whatever. thing. I don't know. I guess growing up in the golden age of like Billy Crystal hosting, which was, which he kind of made it fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't think it's 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 not that fun. It's never been that fun. Although if you roll back to the uh, the uh, the time Hugh Jackman hosted, if you watch that opening monologue again, it's pretty solid. I remember it being good. I remember Hugh having a good experience doing the show. Yeah, he did. He was he was terrific. And Logan is up for uh, best adapted screenplay, so let's hope they win. <laughs> nice. We get a superhero. We need a superhero Oscar for reals. <laughs> well, right. for this period of time, anyway. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> the one thing I wanted to touch on to keep our zeitgeisty theme going this week was this story that's been bouncing around the internet uh, like wildfire the last couple of days. About this woman that apparently is the first known human to be infected with Thalasia gulosa, a parasite that typically infects cattle. And I uh, thought, I thought I, when I first looked, I thought maybe her, her name was the- Thalasia. <laughs> Thalasia gulosa. I thought, oh, Thalasia gulosa got a, a worm in her eye. And it turns out the worm is Thalasia gulosa. Is it, what are the rules around, like... I don't want this to be reported on, right? Like, I don't want my name in the paper for the worms in the eye. Oh, by the way, that's what the parasite is, is a whole bunch of worms in your eye. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, I guess, I guess once you're news. Um, that's really unfortunate, right? Because this isn't her fault. 
<laughs> what you don't think like you don't think guys are gonna want to date her since she's the worm eye girl? Like, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, you nuzzle up to her in the bar. Hey, hey you look familiar. Oh yeah, you might know me. I had worms in my eye. I was like, oh, thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think my friends are calling me. Did Over. you successfully kill the master so you can set your soul free after he possessed you? <laughs> Listen, you know, this girl seems plenty attractive. I, you know. All right. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna date. I would date this girl even though she had eye worms. <laughs> I don't know. The thing that caught my eye that was she most seems like a nice girl. The thing that was most concerning to me outside of the invasion of. Uh, let me make sure I say her <laughs> full name. Uh, Abby Beckley's privacy of Oregon uh, <laughs> is that uh, you know the 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 cross species parasite pollination is like. One of the things that always starts the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> it's bound to happen, man. That's what that's what disease is about, man. Nature's nature's trying to kill you all the time. It's that's nature's job, and your job as a species is to try to stay ahead of it. Do you as think we'll look back on the '90s as the pinnacle of like American civilization? <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> I'll be clutching that Backstreet Boys record thinking to myself, this was when it was the best. It was ever. the period of time when we felt the most invincible, though. Yeah, I don't know. I think... Well, at least well, for, maybe, for me, yeah, the me age personally. I was, like, we had a war sure. where, like, seven people died. And it was, like, I, it was before I understood the <laughs> geopolitical nature of that conflict. <laughs> so it was at the time, it was like, oh, we're going to war. Oh, no, I hope nobody gets hurt. Oh, we're just... No one, no one got hurt. Every night, we're just bombing them. <laughs> it seems... <laughs> unpleasant <laughs> the uh yeah so i don't know i mean i don't know there's everyone's always thinking we're in the downward spiral but it's true you know we always we get it figured out we're people right. man we're people we've been here for six or seven million years well i don't know about the eye worms though the eye worms. hey on a, on a grammar point when they spell fallacia gulosa the t is capitalized shouldn't the g be capitalized how come the gulosa is not capitalized that's a good question. Because um, it's not like somebody's name. <laughs> like your name is Thalasia Golosa. <laughs> I, I I need a grammar check on this because I don't know why. It's, it's a style thing. Like, well, I know spell, that. Like in that case, it's uh, uh is Homo sa- is the so S in Homo sapien? Yes, that's what it is. That's so. That's what it is. It's the genus is capitalized. No, sapien is not capitalized. The species is not capitalized. So yeah. when you do your scientific notation and you do your genus species the species name is not capital your ginger snaps when you're doing the ginger snaps is that what oh no you don't know that you know how you remember all that stuff yeah it's no King... mine is uh, kings play chess on fridays generally speaking oh really ours mm-hmm. was uh king philip crosses over for ginger snaps oh i know i've never heard that one and i have a wildly dirty one that we made up in high school that i well, can't by all uh... means. no you have to now what you have to share it with us now it was kindly please come over for gay sex <laughs> forget that one yeah yeah you'll remember that one forever kids hey if you need a mnemonic children just tune into the two on three podcast we'll get you through uh we'll get you through your studies and just remember when you're doing your genus species genus is capitalized species is not all right i think i got eyes i think i got worms in my eyes now I am so beat this week. Good Lord. All right. Well, that I think on that note, 
We're just going to have to cut it loose because I'm not going to recover from, <laughs> from your mnemonic device. <laughs> we were bad kids. I'm not going to, I'm not going to dodge. I'm not going to dodge this. It was a different time and place and we were not good kids. So there we have it. Look, we've said it. I think we've said it on the show before. I'm very happy to have attended college before the internet was a social media thing. Right. Like, yes. I'm really glad that I didn't have to live my life very much online. Yeah, yeah. It was but, a place uh, to go, not this consciousness that enveloped everything all the time. Well, after after uh, society eats itself, we'll, we'll, we'll look back on these days around the campfire, you know, protecting ourselves from the zombies and telling our grandchildren about, you know, what computers were. Well, while we're talking about computers and and apparently the end of humanity, did you see the did you see the robot video with the, the dogs? Boston Dynamics, yeah, the dog robots. Dude, those things are those things are right out of Skynet. Have you watched? <laughs> have you so do you have you watched Black Mirror? Oh, do they have an episode? No, I haven't watched any Black Mirror. I heard I hear good things about it. You should watch Black Mirror. I think you would. Do you like sci-fi in general? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, then you would like it. It's this near it. it people, I don't need to go into a synopsis of what Black Mirror is. If you're interested in near future sci-fi um it it can really f with your brain uh if you do decide to watch it power through past the very uncomfortable first three or four episodes and understand that the show gets a little more engaging and a little less bleak after a while (laughs) but uh in the most recent season there was a show an episode called metalhead um and it basically featured one of those dogs pretty much in that form um hunting down this woman for the better part of the episode uh so that that i think that's why so many people are freaking out about that um but it is it's a little unnerving and then i saw somebody say that uh it's not that the robot uprising is the thing we need to be concerned about or it's not that robots are gonna you know rise against us for their own sake it's we it's because we are the ones that are teaching them about the value of human life (laughs) (laughs) well listen i know what battery life is like I don't fear the robots. I can't get <laughs> so my. What, if, what happens in the solar? I can't get my phone to. I can't get my phone to stay charged like half a day. Like I'm not, I don't fear the robots, man. Fear the robots for about thirty minutes, and then their batteries are dead, and then you're off. You're back to. It's funny that you say that. You should go look up the Metalhead episode of Black Mirror and just watch <laughs> that one because you just you're calling it. It's, it's beautiful. All right, we'll do. All right, well, thanks everybody for listening to the Two on Three podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week and. Uh, Stay safe out there. Watch out for robot dogs. Peace. KPCOFGS. KPCOFGS. Kingdom Fathom Class. Order Family Genus. Kingdom Fathom Class. Order Family Genus. KPCOFGS. Bottom class order family genus species with a KPCOFGS. Tell me where do we fit in since we think that we're the best, huh? KPCOFGS. That means kingdom bottom class order family genus species in KPCOFGS. When do you classify a man? Is he different from the rest? Kingdom bottom class order family genus. Kingdom bottom class order family genus. Look around you. Just look around you. KPCOFGS. What's our kingdom? What's our class? What's our family? Can't you guess? KPCOFGS. If we're nothing more than animals, we're really nothing less. 
A-P-C-O-F-G-S It's so nice to be a vertebrate with skeletons to dress A-P-C-O-F-G-S It's a trip to be a mammal when you drink from mama's breast Kingdom Bible class All the family genus K-P-C-O-F-G-S As the lord of all the primates you could say that we've been blessed Talk K-P-C-O-F-G-S We're in a family with eight but all that's such a hairy chest <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom phylum class, or the family genus species. Talking kingdom phylum class, or the family genus species. Yeah. Just look around you. Just look around you. K P C O F G S. Jesus, someone makes us men, whether we're from east or west. Talking K P C O F G S. Now, if we're the wisest species, then I think we should invest in our minds, in our brains, in our minds, in our brains. Cause we're all the same. Yeah. Who's bad? Kingdom Phylum Class, Order Family Genus, Kingdom Phylum Class, Order Family Genus, Kingdom Phylum Class, Order Family Genus, Kingdom Phylum Class, Order Family Genus.